Oh man, I was looking at um, our podcast in the Crappy Podcasts app on my phone because I was trying to figure out what episode this num- episode number this is because I have no idea. And it has this section that I've never seen before. I don't know how new it actually is for like best episodes of the podcast. And our best episodes are um, the physician assisted suicide one and the one entitled Flinging My Naked Phone or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, that's. I wonder why those two, like, I wonder, I really wonder, did, does somebody at Apple, like, sit and listen to every episode of every page? Really anyway, that's enough podcasting about podcasting for me. I'll stop. <laughs> and instead, we'll be podcasting about uh, yoga pants, which are valid pants, in my opinion. Yes, they're completely valid pants. <laughs> I canceled my New York Times subscription like before this, but this like validated that choice. Uh, the the sort of touchy feely like warm and fuzzy profiles of Nazis are like not that cool with me. Uh, now they did. Uh, I guess they. Re- I don't know if they actually rescinded their offer to the woman who was sort of palling around with Nazis, um, or if she just on of her own volition. Uh, opted not to take the job or what exactly happened there, but I don't feel like they get to take a whole lot of credit for that um, given everything else. (laughs) So the latest outrage from uh, the New York Times is this op-ed bemoaning women, and this was a woman writing this. Well, um, according to the, uh, one of the response pieces, uh, the one on Huffington Post, this looks like it's a catch-all female pseudonym. Hmm. So the writer may or may not, or this name doesn't seem to be a real person is what I'm saying. Right. I guess I would feel... So it's probably a woman. (laughs) Otherwise, that would be extremely disgusting to write this piece. Yeah. I, yeah, I would, I think I would be equally angry, just like different kind, like different flavors of angry. (laughs) Um, because <laughs> I mean, but either way, it's it's some straight bullshit. Like, there's actually a practical reason to wear yoga pants are great for working out in. Like, I own a bunch of workout leggings, which are basically the same. In fact, I'm not sure this person. And this does make me think that is this really? Because because yoga pants and leggings are not actually synonymous. So this could actually this is some evidence p- pointing toward this might be either a man or like either an older or just like tragically unhip woman. And I'm super unhip. So <laughs> <laughs> but like she she they it this person or conglomeration of people. I don't know. Uh does seem to be equating leggings and yoga pants, and they're not really the same thing. They have sim- some similarities, and both are great for working out in, but yeah. they're not the same. So the piece opens up with uh, bemoaning a specific style of legging and or yoga pant, where there is regions that are more transparent than other regions. Um, and she implies, or rather the the the, uh, the quote I'm making is her mock quoting uh, someone wearing these pants, which is pants that properly ventilate my outer calves without letting a single molecule of air anywhere else below my belly button. Um, I haven't bought a pair of these weird yoga pants that have transparent regions in them, or translucent, I guess. But if the opaque regions are made out of standard yoga pant, um, then this is just a 
factually incorrect statement because yoga pants uh, breathe their cotton and they wick sweat away, you know. Right. Yoga pants are made for yoga. And and some yoga is hot. <laughs> right. Literally, it's called hot yoga. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and if, if, if she's talking about leggings, which I think she is, because I've never seen yoga pants with that, but I've seen many. I, I didn't buy them. But it's just a fucking style. I mean, come on. If they just are slightly different. That it looks cool, and looking cool is fine. And like my my biggest problem is the is uh, the the implication in the article that women have to look a certain way to wear yoga pants and or leggings, <laughs> and they super don't. And like 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 she says that that it's this it's a symptom of women feeling like they have to be active all the time it's super not like i wear leggings all the time not because i <laughs> want to guilt myself into working out but because they're really super comfortable like they're extremely comfortable to wear i work from home i don't ever have to wear anything else hell you know what i would wear these to work if i had to go to the office if if they fly my ass up <laughs> to the office i'm going to stick with my all leggings wardrobe i have different kinds of leggings some are thicker material and they're perfectly appropriate for a freezing cold office i probably wouldn't wear my working uh, my workout leggings because again freezing cold office mm. and they do they they do allow airflow like they're t- and they even have a little little ventilated diamond in the crotch <laughs> so you can tell they're serious <laughs> so i went to the gym today as i do every monday and i meant to like take a survey of what women were wearing and I totally, don't do that i totally forgot and it's creepy anyway yeah you shouldn't yeah <laughs> it's fine that, you, like, yeah. that doesn't need to happen also there was there was also this thing this implication that women are going to the gym and they're dressing up for men which first of all no they're not no. men are super <laughs> men are not very and uh, in fact she remarked that because she was there in sweatpants no men looked at her i'm like and is this a problem in your world like why are you mentioning this did you want them to are you happy that they didn't? Like, what is your point? Why, why drop that little factoid? But like, first of all, sorry, men, women, we're mostly, even the straight ones among us, we're mostly dressing for other women because <laughs> y'all, y'all don't know sh- For the most part, y'all don't know shit. <laughs> like, this is, I really think now this might have been an, a man writing under a female pseudonym because leggings and yoga pants are not the same thing. Okay, I'll stop harping on that. But, but, uh, I mean, and, and like if I were to, if I were to actually go to the gym, which I won't because I own a bunch of exercise equipment, like weirdo, um, <laughs> I would totally wear my workout leggings. And like if, if my, if my dimply ass <laughs> offends anybody, like I, that's not like, I don't care. That's not what I'm there for. It's not what I hypothetically would be there for. Yeah. So that was sort of like the thesis of like, like where this all converged on why you shouldn't wear, or rather the piece was stupidly called why yoga pants are bad. Um, right. And it was, you know, that, you know, all of your shapes, not the uh, convex ones, but the concavities as well will be completely exposed. <laughs> um, and I'm not even sure that's entirely accurate either. Um, they but, do make longer t-shirts. Right. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, you're you're right. Thinking about this, it seems like it's just not someone who's ever worn yoga pants at all. Right? 
Also, like, sweatpants would be way too hot if you're doing any serious kind of working out. Like, I just can't imagine. And and <laughs> the, another funny thing about the sweatpants thing was, like, talking about how people used to wear, like, those juicy couture uh, tracksuits or whatever. Those were not for exercise. And those are those were every bit as unforgiving to your ass as as yoga pants, if not more so, because they were a little bit less stretchy. Yeah, they were really just you know like the prior phase of ass shapewear or <laughs> athleisure more than athletics. But and they would still be too hot to wear. Like I wouldn't be running on a treadmill in in juicy velour <laughs> sweatpants I'd, I'd probably pass out from overheating which is something that I do I found out a few years ago yeah and so I did track back in the early noughties and that was before the invention of yoga pants or at least in my section of New Jersey um hmm. and you know for runners working out outside at least back then like the sweatpants were kind of like a winter thing or a you're not moving thing like you would take them off do your warm-up in your shorts then put them back on so your legs didn't cool off too much while you stretched or whatever and like like sweatpants aren't mobile <laughs> there's a reason we didn't run in them you know they're they're baggy they're really hard to like get the right size like if you're any shape of person and i'm right. saying this as someone who's you know five six average weighted male like i am the average human and i can't find comfortable pair of sweatpants i'm tall and they generally don't come in lengths so <laughs> oh, that too. Uh, like i can buy men's ones if i for the length sometimes they're long enough other times they're not uh, but like the waist and butt doesn't because like i have a bigger ass than most men <laughs> um <laughs> So, I don't know the most. Well, yeah, probably, actually. Men don't tend to get, like, the fat in the ass for a while. No. I mean, they eventually do, but anyway. But that's long <laughs> after the gut pushes their waist out for it. <laughs> right. Dunlap. <laughs> they, apparently, in Tennessee, they call that Dunlap disease. It's when, it's when your belly Dunlap your belt. Oh. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> I mean, I, they're, yoga pants or leggings are just, they're much more practical. And this person was complaining that it was like multiple times they mentioned, and I'm going to stick with they from here on. I'm okay. going to try because I still don't believe, like I'm, I had this niggling doubt that mm. it was actually a man, but uh, which would be really gross. Um, but Like they mentioned more than once that it was eight degrees outside. I'm like, Okay, so maybe this is in New York City where people are actually outdoors when they go to the gym for more than like two seconds <laughs> between their <laughs> car and the indoors. But even even so, like there's a good chance that these women were changing into their workout leggings after wearing perfectly appropriate warm, you know, warm clothing for the times that they were outside so that they don't like freeze to death outside and then roast to death inside right. interior spaces are generally heated so so um i asked my wife about this piece since uh, uh <laughs> she does yoga and she does walk to it including during the winter um and so one thing like you said so she doesn't do hot yoga but it is incidentally hot due to you know it just being an indoor space with like way too many people in it right um and, you know, she walks there in one set of clothes that is comfortable 
for whatever, and her innermost layer is what's comfortable for actually, you know, performing yoga. So, you know, like if you love your sweatpants so much and hate, you know, yoga pants or, you know, wh whatever their thesis is on this. Yeah. Why would you just not go there in the sweatpants? Like, you know, I said I went to the gym today, you know, and it's, you know, it's still a winter day in New Jersey. And I only work out in shorts and a t-shirt or tank top because it's indoors and I change into those things. Yeah. Um. Changing is also generally considered good so that you don't smell. <laughs> like if you take the subway on the way home, it's it's considered antisocial to be drenched in sweat. Right, because all that stank you worked up just stays in your <laughs> workout clothes. Right? Like, what is this person doing at the gym that sweatpants are comfortable and appropriate and don't in result in, like, some serious stank? I mean, I guess if they're only doing upper body work but not doing enough of it because hmm. i mean you should sweat from a good upper body workout but there's there's also this thing that so um ineffective workouts targeted at women are perpetuating this myth that if you work out with heavy objects you'll like develop a man-like <laughs> torso yeah um so you know you have these quote unquote women's weights that are a colorful and b like go up to five pounds <laughs> and doing anything with those i mean you might as well do it holding two cell phones i mean you're not you're not doing anything like it is impossible for women to bulk without steroids yeah pretty much you know it, it's a hormonal thing you know it's just one of the um you know genetic differences and even men to an extent can't bulk up without steroids Right, like you don't get to be Arnold Schwarzenegger without, without a bunch cheating of steroids. A little. <laughs> it's just, it's not really a thing. Now, some women do get more muscular than others, but the other thing about that is that's fine. Yeah, that is exactly. a perfectly valid body. <laughs> yeah, for a woman to have, like that's totally okay. You know, it's an appropriate. Uh, like, there's this thing, like how to get a great beach body you take your body to the beach there you go you're <laughs> done the beach body is the one you have while you're there right and i don't think it's... you know people are as nearly as judgmental as people assume or if they are they keep it to themselves in which case you know who cares i mean most people a lot of, a significant amount of people are more worried about how they themselves work like they're too worried they're too worried about how they themselves look to like worry about what anybody else looks like and also, I don't know, why are you looking at everybody at the beach? Like, But like, even of... then, like, have you ever been to a not crowded beach? Well, yes, but oh. <laughs> I mean, I lived in Hawaii and there was kind of this, it was a little bit secret beach. And like one time we came across this guy, it was not a nude beach, but nobody, nobody told him that. <laughs> he was very tan and like, I didn't stare, but I kind of like. I'm not sure he would have minded, mm. but yeah, <laughs> most people at the beach are, are pretty much you go to a beach and you see the entire spectrum of humanity. Yeah, you really do. And especially like, so I brought up crowded beaches because my concept of the beach is New Jersey and all the beaches are crowded <laughs> um, and they're full of families. And, you know, that includes people of all ages and body types, you know, it's just, you know, there's. I mean, I don't want to say there is, you know, someone that looks worse than you, but kind of. Yeah, I mean, 
probably everybody's <laughs> worse than somebody in some way or other. It doesn't, and it doesn't super, it super doesn't matter. Actually, since you now that now that I'm thinking about it, when I was reading the Huffington Post article, one of the suggested articles, the clickbait ones that I totally clicked on because it works, <laughs> was uh, apparently Instagram is removing photos of fat women, regardless of whether they're fully dressed or like in a bikini or whatever. They're just being cited as as uh, not in compliance with the guidelines, and uh, Instagram's pretty squirrely about it. Apparently, like. Nobody's real clear on why uh, why this is happening, but it's pretty shitty. I'm pretty angry about that, too. I haven't seen that. Can you go into a little more detail? Um, yeah, let me bring it up. It should be still open. Right, so apparently people, like, get these notices that their photos are not in compliance. Uh, oh, God, it's a Yahoo Lifestyle article. <laughs> the Huffington Post linked me to Yahoo. Ugh. Um. <laughs> But like apparently they just they just apologize. They say we made a mistake or say that an employee, uh, a member of our team accidentally removed something you posted on Instagram. But it's like coincidentally this is happening to fat women specifically. It's, uh, and so it, it might be that there are just like shitty people out there who are flagging these because they think fat people are icky and they're huge assholes who need to go <laughs> leap into a volcano. But this is why... You kind of need humans to, like, not, A, exist, and B, not be shitty. Yeah, and at least have, you know, effective, well-curated humans doing the curating that's caused by, theoretically, a human action of flagging something. Because I, yeah. I don't think they're, like, machine learning it or anything, like, to get themselves started. I wonder... I kind of wonder if it is algorithmic, like if it's a certain number of the pixels or, I, or what it what it would consider to be flesh colored, which again would be another minefield because of all the colors that flesh comes in, unless you're Crayola. Well, not only that, but I mean, like, so many people's Instagram, you know, includes like a picture of like them and their friends at the beach. And like, obviously, that would flag. Yeah, it would be too many yeah. false positives. That's true. So it couldn't be that. I don't know. It's just, it's super, it's got to I mean, be like, I don't, ass think, I don't think they would waste machine learning on it either. Like you, it's probably, you know, just assholes. <laughs> right. And then maybe it's like people, I mean, it's probably, some, I wonder if it's just people who don't even like really look, they just sort of like, okay, fine. I believe you. Or it's people who've seen so many horrible things that they like, don't even want to look anymore. <laughs> they just believe it. I bet that's a thing. Like, have you ever, I'm sure you and many of our listeners have read about the poor saps who uh, get the reports of stuff that's on YouTube that just horrible, horrible things that people post. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, if you're tipped off of, of uh, tipped off of something having been like uh, child pornography, like Ugh. you legally can't check, you know? That's pretty difficult. Yeah. I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder if that's like an automatic thing and then you have to wait for an appeal. That would be pretty, I don't know. What a difficult thing, though, because you'd have to, if there are people going around just like reporting a bunch of random stuff, they have to ban those users who are doing the reports. I'm pretty sure you have to be logged in to report stuff. Right. I don't know. Whatever. The internet sucks really bad is the thing. <laughs> it really does. So um, a, a topic uh, we originally had for tonight but had to cancel due to lack of sources um, was that 
um, Twitter is apparently rolling out a thing where, so, um, in your feed, it won't display an image preview as, you know, just a shrunk down thing. It'll crop it so that it's hmm. like, uh, widescreenish. So it fits in the width of a tweet, but not taking up any height in anyone's feed, which I mean, is a noble goal. But on the other hand, if somebody puts 280 carriage returns in a tweet, it expands them dutifully and takes up your whole feed anyway. So I don't see what the mm. point in this is. Um, but they're trying to use machine learning to do better cropping. Um, and, you know, they initially started with just facial recognition so that they would take the average of faces they saw and just crop it to that um, for the preview and wanted to improve that because cat faces famously to, like, every, uh, like, Instagram stories and Snapchat filter enthusiast chagrin aren't counted <laughs> as faces, so you can't put the stupid filters on them. But also, if you take a picture of a cat that's not perfectly centered, you know, it crops out their ears. Right. Um, or even if it does center it, it crops out their ears. But anyway, you know, so, you know, I'm trying to solve that with machine learning by having the most interesting part of a picture centered in the crop. And then, you know, it expands to the whole thing when you click on it. Right. Um, it, it turns out for pictures of women, the most interesting part is their boobies. Yeah. <laughs> like if you post a picture of a woman, it will be auto-cropped to cleavage if there's any like cleavagey area in the picture. Yeah. So I couldn't find an example of this leading back to the uh, original poster of it, but you can totally see how that would happen. <laughs> Yeah, especially if they used, um, if they sort of seeded their learning thing with eye tracking, and if they used a bunch of Twitter employees who are, I'm just going to go out on a limb and guess, mostly dudes, yeah. to test it on. Like if they well, if they e had the engineering staff doing the training. Well, even worse, they used someone else's data. Like they imported oh, a Lord. model of the interesting part of images. Because I'm, um, like in machine learning, there is you know just huge pre-existing databases of things out there because training takes a supercomputer yeah or you know it just takes too much time and too much data for any individual person to do so i think twitter could do it but yeah they have a unreasonable <laughs> amount of employees for what the service doesn't do yeah. um so yeah we'll come back to that if we get any more info or find a concrete example but you know it's just you're right <laughs> being on the internet's it really does.